Yo, what's good? This is the NFL Chill Podcast with Aaron Ball. And Logan Mitch. And we're about to do a rundown on the Odell uh, contract and news situation. Dez and Stephen Jones discussion. Our top free, uh, free agents. And uh, QB rankings and running back rankings. And we have some guests today. Uh, two dogs. What's their names again? We have Penny and Sheila here with us today. And they've been fighting nonstop. Nonstop. One of them's about the size of a football, and the other one's up to my knees. So it's been interesting. It's been a good day. Let's get on to football. First, we're going to talk about Odell's contract, and it seems like he wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. True. Reasonably, of course. He's, he's been incredible his entire career. Uh, came in rookie year, missed some games, and then immediately made it. What, 1,400 yards? Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Rookie year. 1,400. Okay, look. Yeah, look that up. Just let's make sure. But uh, Yeah, we don't want to throw some numbers out there. So, he's coming in. He wants to be paid the most any receiver has ever been paid. And honestly, he's deserving of that moniker. Uh, he's practicing. He's going to training camp, which is something that most receivers haven't done in recent years when they want that contract. Most players in general haven't done in recent years when they want that contract. So he's doing everything right. Yeah, yeah he had 1,300, uh, 1,305 yards out of two, uh, 12 games, and one one of them was when he wasn't even starting. The first so game. 1,300 yards. 1,300. My apologies. You went way off, and he got 12 touchdowns. Yeah, that's Incredible for a rookie. It'd be amazing for practically anybody in the league. Yeah, especially for receivers because that, that transition into from college into pro. And I, then it, just the value he gives to a team in general is why I think he should be paid. Because yeah. we were looking at the stats earlier, and Eli Manning, the year before, he uh, before Odell was drafted, he what was it? 18 and 30 mm-hmm. was his touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. That's terrible. The next year mm-hmm. turned it around as soon as he had Odell. He was on a downward, uh, he was declining, honestly. After retired. What had been suspect seasons, to say the best. And it's right here. Uh, he had 18 touchdowns and 27 interceptions. And then the next year he had 30 touchdowns and 14 followed by 35 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, 26-16, and 19-13. He's yet to have a year with more interceptions than touchdowns since Odell was drafted. I'm not saying it's the only reason that he turned it around, but having a top five receiver, a top three, a top two receiver in the league. I don't put in top five. I don't think you can put a price tag on that. And then Stefan Diggs gets paid his five year extension for seventy two million and forty million that's guaranteed. So what do you think uh Odell contract should look like compared to that? And he only had eight hundred and forty two yards last year for the Vikings. I'd like to see something close to three years. Three 50, years. 58 to sixty million. 
I know that's a lot of money, yeah. but three-year contracts, I feel like are the future of the NFL. They, yeah. they work good for both the team and the player. If the team doesn't like it, they can get out of it. If the yeah. player doesn't like his situation, he doesn't have to wait too long to get into a new one. Yeah, if you're like a five or six year here, pretty much. That's long term, and what if his career drops? It's a QB contract. Yeah, it's a QB contract. But there's people that have been signing those contracts, and they don't work out to the best ability. Sadly, Colin Kaepernick, he got, what, six years? Mm-hmm. Now he's not even in the NFL. Yeah. And if you're some uh, background, though, that's the two dogs. Yep, they're fighting again. We yes, they are. We're not involved with that. All right, so you want to go into the Dez and Stephen Jones situation? Yeah, it. Uh, Stephen Jones went on to Dallas Morning Show and talked talk some shit. He uh, said that Dez was great, but he also said that Dez was one of the main reasons that Dak didn't have a good year in year two. Which I mean, he had a he had a pretty good year. Let's just snip that in the bud. But he went on to say that it was. Jason Witten and Dak and Dez in Dak's ear saying we want the ball, and that was a large problem with him being assistant quarterback and getting everything right, which Dez responded by calling out Travis Frederick and Sean Lee, calling him Snake Lee, and just saying they were responsible for him getting kicked off the team, that they were the first to find out, all this other shit, which, let's be honest, Tom Brady doesn't even decide who gets cut on the Patriots. like. You're, you're delusional, buddy. Yeah, it's all Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones. Uh, that's over that. Not Sean Lee. Sean Lee might be the general of the defense, but he's not the GM of the defense or offense, whatever's going on. And Sean Lee just pretty much said, I, I just hope Dez accountable since he is one of the captains of the team, supposed to be the leader of that. Hey, everybody just wanted to see him be held accountable for his own actions. Yeah. Hel- hold himself accountable. Yeah, that's that's what you're supposed to do as a leader of a team, and just as a person in general, yeah, be accountable of your actions, negative, positive, whatever. That's the big. And uh, well, it just it doesn't look good on Des coming back and like going on Twitter, getting angry. Like obviously, what Steven Jones did was just it was dumb. It was yeah. a it was an asshole move. He shouldn't have done. It. No, but responding when you're a free agent looking for a team, trying to get on. Just leave it alone. Don't you don't have to say anything. And I think if Des had done that, we wouldn't have the people wouldn't have the questions they have about him right now. Yeah, he's a former Dallas Cowboy. You whatever thing you say or walk around this earth is gonna be scrutinized and put at a higher level than if you play for the Browns or something like that. Oh yeah, I mean, shit, Johnny Mansell's for interceptions. It's still not as big as him saying Snake Lee. Yeah. All right. This is, we're going to go into our next section. We're going to be talking about the top three free agents, uh, QB rankings and running back rankings in our top ten. All right. We got our top five free agents. You, I'll let you go first. All right, uh, starting out number one, we got Des Bryant. Uh, yeah. Where do you feel like he's going to go to? Uh, the best fit I have for him, honestly, would be the Steelers. I don't know whether he'd do it because he'd have to settle for being the second or third guy, either behind AB or AB and Juju. Uh, I feel like that would be a good mixture. If yeah. he went there, 
who's going to cover? No. Like, you've got Antonio Brown, who would obviously be the number one. He'd be your, you know, he's your go-to. He's yeah. Antonio Brown. He's constantly been talked about as one of the best receivers in the game. And then the cover of Madden, too, so. Uh, yeah, you got the Madden 19 cover. Uh, pre-order. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good situation for him. It would take pressure off of everybody be focused on Antonio Brown because he's everywhere right now. And everybody's like, who's You're like, oh, that distraction guy, Des Bryant. But Des Bryant comes out of nowhere, catch, catches over, like gets 100 yards that game. Oh, I think Des could easily be a 1,000-yard receiver on the Steelers again. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, and, okay, nothing against Dak, but he's throwing a bullet almost every throw he yeah. makes. Tony Romo, which is who Des got used to, had finesse. He just did. And uh, I think Big Ben has a lot more finesse than Dak, at least, at okay. this point in his career. Yeah. And you put, you know, Dak – or you put Dez and Antonio Brown and Juju on a field, and I don't. There's not many cornerback groups that can cover them, especially in that conference. Especially in that conference. Well, they got like the Browns, uh, uh, Baltimore. They've got the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Okay, yeah. They, they, the those defenses could not handle having to deal with Dez Bryant. Juju and, and Antonio. I feel like Juju still have great yards. Either yeah. way. I, I don't think it would hurt Juju at all. I think it would be a great one year. Like sign a one-year contract, prove it deal, go there, make a 1,000 yards, go somewhere else and get a long-term contract for a year deal. Yeah, I think he should just go to like a winning team, do, do a one-year thing, show what he still has in the tank, and then try to get a long, maybe three-, four-year contract, and then maybe call it a career if he wants and uh, next team I got, honestly, the Eagles. I would hate it. We're both, we're both Cowboys fans, so yes, it'd be it'd be painful. The, the same there. But he'd get the chance to say "fuck you" to Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and, Stephen uh, Jones, I'll make Stephen Jones out. Who's gonna cover Dez and Alshon? What what team has cornerbacks that can fifty fifty ball? With both of those guys. They're both 6'2 and 6'3. The Jaguars, maybe? Yeah, Jags. They play the Jags this year? Uh, that's a great question. I know the Jags play the Giants in week one. Oh. Going to get to see Odell versus Jalen. That'll be a uh, fun time. But uh, yeah. I just I think it would be a great situation for him. He can go with the defending champs. He wouldn't have to step up in the locker room. They've got plenty of leadership. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be a place where he went and he'd be the main guy. Mm. He'd go in, do his work, catch balls, make his living. Yeah. Probably come out with a thousand yards there. Oh yeah, he definitely. If he gets back in the NFC East, he's gonna go. He's a ball out regardless. Oh yeah, NFC East. I feel like he's just gonna tear it. But uh, <laughs> next we've got the Panthers as my third team, and okay. I just. I don't know. It just seems like a place where it would be beautiful football to watch because you'd watch two physical beasts in Cam and Dez, oh. and just just imagine like okay, Cam breaks pocket, rolls right, guys coming down screaming straight in his face, and he just throws it long. And who's there on the other end? Dez Bryant reaching up over a defender. It'd be beautiful, and I could see it happening multiple times. Dez already knows how to work with scramblers. He's had. 
Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, yeah. and who's the best scrambler? There is Cam Newton. I feel like between the two of them, they could definitely – Dez could be a legit number one wide receiver if he went to the Panthers. Yeah, and then they have him, Greg Olson on the other side as another tight end. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's a pass catcher as well. Oh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey's got better route running skills than I'd say half the wide receivers in the league. That's very true. He's he's like a slot receiver out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, next, we have Pac-Man Jones. Adam Jones. And Where do you uh, see him going? Chargers. Jason Verrett went down. He could go to the Chargers, take over that spot seamlessly, and there'd be no issues. Hey. Mm-hmm. Then just be a perfect fit. That'd be a nice one. And my, oh, I don't know if you have this on your list. I have the Oakland Raiders as that'd be a good fit for him. Yeah, that uh, physical style. Yeah, his physical style, and then John Gruden loves those veterans. Oh yeah, John Gruden. Well, he doesn't want to have to teach his yeah. offense and his defense to a bunch of rookies. Like, it, yeah, he's not a big rookie fan. Mm-hmm. He admitted that in uh, hard knocks and interviews and everything. Oh yeah, he loves veterans. He doesn't have to teach them nothing really. He's not a They like just a step in. Guy. They know what they got to do. They do it. Yeah, he's like, here's the plays. Do these plays. If you don't, you're out of here. Uh, next on my list, I have the Lions. Uh, they've got Darius Slay and Quinn in that secondary. And both of those guys are incredible. They do an amazing job week in and week out. But they need help. Yeah. There's That's two guys. You bring Pac-Man in, you got three guys, and it's – Pretty well covered. And then they got the former defensive coordinator of the Patriots as their head coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, I expect them to do better on defense. And honestly, I expect them to be better next year just in general. Yeah. But I, they'd assume. be even better if they had Adam Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lastly, I think the Browns. Uh, I don't think he will because there's bad blood there. Oh. Uh, I just talked about it now. But I was listening to a podcast the other day he was speaking on. He said he wouldn't mind going back to him. It wouldn't be his first choice, but it, he's not going to say he wouldn't go to him, uh, which was a, an extremely professional answer. And yeah. You got to keep it fresh when you're trying to make it on the team. <laughs> and honestly, the Browns haven't – that secondary hasn't seen a – honestly, no player on that secondary has seen a winning streak. I don't believe Jabril Peppers, just who – their last winning streak was in November of 2014. Can you name me a player in that secondary that was on that team then? Uh, was it Dante Whitner? Dante Whitner? And yeah, maybe Hayden. Or Joe Hayden? Yeah, Joe. No, he Steelers now. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I last year, buddy. Man. Uh, but still, November of 2014, get the talent – Put him in. You can work everything else out later. I'm really still thinking about who's who's on that team. With the, I, I, you know. Honestly, they're uh, they're a hard one to remember. It's, there's so much turnover with the Browns, especially quarterbacks for the past what almost 20 years. My number three free agent, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. But uh, what is it? The 20 quarterbacks this century? Yeah. All right. Um, anyways. Let's talk about quarterbacks running around. <laughs> Eric Reed. Eric Reed, yes. Incredible safety. He's done well. He's 26 years old. He's in the prime of his career, and he's not on a team mainly because he decided he was going to protest last year. I have no problem with anybody protesting, and I think it's 
awful that he's not on a team because of his protests. There's, there's a great talent out there just because of his protests and his opinion. Yeah. And where do you see him going? I'd like to see him go to the Lions. <laughs> I'd like to see both him and Adam Jones go to the Lions. Back man and Eric Reed, if they both went there, they could shore it up, yeah. have Quinn and Slay and Pac-Man and Eric Reed. Yeah. Yeah, and not- suddenly their secondary is fixed. I'm not saying it's that easy. Obviously, you've got scheme fits, all sorts of things that you have to work around. But I think they're good to go. I, yeah, I mean, it's a veteran group. They're all good players. They all – they can all figure it out. I don't think they'd have an issue. In my opinion, Detroit has, like, an underrated defense. Nobody really knows exactly everybody's name on the team. There's not, like, a big-name guy on there. They're just – they're very good players, and they don't get uh, admiration if they play for, like, the Steelers or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Calvin Johnson's one of the best receivers we've ever seen. He doesn't get talked about it in the same conversation just because he went to a team that, like – It'd be like, I mean, if Joe Thomas had played on any other team than the Browns, he'd be talked about with even more reverence. Yeah, nobody really knows who Joe Thomas is unless you're, like, deep into football, like guys like us. Yeah. Uh, My number two team on the list, and I don't think this is likely just because Jerry Jones and Steve Jones and the whole group, but uh, the Cowboys, uh, their safety situation, they're young, they're improving. But if Earl Thomas isn't a Cowboy, then Eric Reed should be. And the fact that he won't be because of the protest. The protest is ridiculous. We need we need the owners to stop pretending like they care. And if you're going to tell your players not to protest, at least have another venue or an avenue for them to get their opinion out there, for everybody to be able to hear. Because what yeah. they're doing right now is just it's kind of trashy. Yeah. Um. And then, lastly, I think the 49ers, it, they know him. They know he knows him. them. They, he could step in tomorrow, know the defense. Yeah. Uh, it was the same defense they ran last year. Yeah, and, uh, of course, I mean, some of them, they'd be wary of him protesting. He's already said he, he'd like to find a new avenue. He doesn't want it to affect his career. He loves playing football. And to be honest, none of their fans would care if they were holding the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year. So, yeah, they would just, do what you need to do to win, you know? Yeah, just like the if they if he's protesting again, but they won the Super Bowl. Nobody be thinking about the protest. We have a Super Bowl since uh, San Francisco again. That's been how many years from now? Yeah, uh, I mean, the thing is, is ten years from now, oh, nobody's gonna care no. whether you were protesting or not. They care whether you won a ring. Yeah. That's all that matters. It is if people just talk. You want to win. Nobody plays football to lose unless you're the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> just, just make money and we'll just lose. That's that should that should never be a. That should be the not, uh, not your philosophy <laughs> at all. Football. Make money and lose should be like the anthem of that entire town. <laughs> but uh, my number four on our list is uh, Jonathan Hankins, uh, defensive tackle from the Colts. He, Free agent now. I. It's kind of hard finding him a spot because he's not he's not an overwhelming talent. Like we're we're yeah, down. Yeah. I don't see him as a guy who he's he's gonna make a difference on your team. He's good mm-hmm. backup. He's good depth. You want him there, but I don't see him as that you know difference maker. He's not gonna be the key addition to get you over the top. So I've got him going to the Jets. Uh, okay, he can step in behind Steve McClendon. In that three four, 
without a problem. Or he could, you know, play as their their number two defensive tackle and they would switch over to the nickel four two defense. He's pretty much uh he could be a nose tackle or a one technique. He's pretty much the one that claws the hole. Yeah. So open hole. Oh, he's a big motherfucker. He's like 6'2", about 330 or something like that. Big dude. Big motherfucker. <laughs> yes, but run soccer. Yeah. Um, I just – he's not, not going to provide you a ton of great things. I feel like he could he could do the job. He'll get it done. But he's not the guy you truly want. Hence why he doesn't have a spot on the Colts. <laughs> could you say with, with Dallas because, you know, they got a, like a very light defensive tackle I could see him stepping in for uh, – yeah, he'd be a good rotational guy behind David Irving and uh, Tyrone Crawford and Malik Collins. I don't know because I don't want to take – I would prefer them not pick him up just to keep Malik Collins in the yeah. rotation a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, with David Irving out the first few weeks, yeah. there's not a big problem with it. I'm just worrying about like the durability with uh, Malik Collins, you know, the same injury on on and on. You need some type of beef up there. You just can't have like these tall, long, skinny defensive tackles when teams are going to run down, run, run use the run. Oh yeah, if they're running up the middle, you need a big guy. You shouldn't be using your you, the guys who look like defensive ends on the inside should not be in whenever it's a run-heavy team. You're playing the Bears. You don't want you know Randy Gregory on the inside. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> One because he can't pass a drug test. But, uh, <laughs> Well, that's a different uh, topic right there. Yeah, next uh, next team on our list is Washington Redskins, and that's they've cool. got Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. But they don't have a lot of depth of the position, and uh, Jonathan Allen has dealt with some injuries. I think it would be a great play for them just to back up those guys, have someone you can rely on to step in if either one of them goes down, if somebody's not playing. Like if Deron Payne has growing pains – and you just don't want to deal with them immediately, yeah. let them build up some confidence on mm-hmm. practice, and then have Jonathan Hankins there to smooth the transition. They usually love those type of type of defensive tackles, the short, stocky, big, big, what you say? Big, big motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck the play-up guy, the guy who can just, you know, push into the backfield. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. moving him. He, yeah. You don't have that right hole anymore. No. And then lastly for him would be Tennessee. It, uh, it provide depth on a team that they're an injury or two away from trouble. They, they, <laughs> they Benny Lowe, great defensive player, but they're behind him they really they don't have nobody. Uh, and he gets injured. No fuck, their season's in for hell with. And Benny Lowe is more of a great rotational guy. I don't know about like straight up as a starter. Yeah, I I agree. Um. Lastly, Navarro Bowman. And I've got him. My number one team for him would be the Raiders. Go back. He's an immediate improvement over Derek Johnson. There's no question at this point in their careers. Derek Johnson is old as fuck, guys. Like, it's not. This is in 2012. Uh, Navarro <laughs> Bowman could step in, cause an immediate impact. And let's be honest, he's better than Tahir White. The head is what? Uh, number two team I have for him would be the Packers, and I think he could re- replace Jake Ryan on the inside and uh, uh, give the defense an actual solid front seven. Yeah, I can see him with uh, the Packers. Yeah, Blake Martinez. Uh, I want to say Blake Martinez led 147 tackles last season. Yeah. 
led the NFL in tackles. Navarro Bowman and him together could do some real shit there. They always get good uh, production from their, I got to say, their linebackers and receivers, whoever they pick up. Yeah, and I mean, against the, he'd be great against the Bears. They played them twice, the mm-hmm. Lions, the Vikings. He, he, he can play in that division well and not be torn apart because he's not as good on the pass game as he used to be. And then uh, lastly, I think Pittsburgh would be one of my favorite spots for him. Uh, they still don't have Ryan Shazier. Uh, Terrell Edmonds can play the position, but honestly he shouldn't be in on first and second down. He's a third down guy. He's an yeah. oversized safety. Mm-hmm. Um, Was he by like 6'2", by 220 or something like that? A little bit bigger than that, I think. But like, he's just... He's not he's not linebacker NFL material. No, he's just a big strong safety. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh Mark Salad. Honestly, I just don't think he's uh that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that is to be honest. I'm not trying to be funny. He's a linebacker for the uh Steelers. I don't I don't know a lot about him to be honest with you. Mark Salad's not a uh, big name by any means in football and doesn't mean he can't be great. Doesn't mean he can't be great, but you, you'd that. like somebody who can you can trust to at least call your defense. Yeah, that's been there. And uh, Navarro Bowman's been there. Play all three downs for him. You could cap in their defense. There wouldn't be an issue. True. I'll see you later. And uh, I think he'd actually put them over the top. What? All right, we're going to do our top 10 quarterback rankings. And I'm going to start off with mine. I have Aaron Rodgers as number one. Tom Brady is number two. Number three, Cam Newton. Russell Wilson, number four. And I got Carson Wentz at number five. And I have Deshaun Watson from Houston. And uh, number seven, I have Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Ben Rosselberg, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So what's your opinion on Jimmy Garoppolo? Honestly, uh... I'd like to see more, of course, but with what we saw last year, a team that was just struggling to even win a game, he comes in, they win out. Mm -hmm. I think between him and Kyle Shanahan, he's going to have a great year. I I think top 10's not being overly optimistic. I think that's a pretty good ranking for him. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback, especially how Bill Belichick for the longest didn't want to send him to San Francisco. And that shows that he really liked how what type of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo really was. Yeah, I mean, it, when you've got rumors going around of, well, should we keep Tom Brady, the GOAT, or should we move on to Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that, that you can trust the hype a little bit, you know? Yeah. And uh, what's your top ten rankings on your quarterbacks? Uh, <laughs> I got the first two, same as you, Aaron Rodgers, followed by Tom Brady. But then I went Drew Brees at number three. Uh, my number four is Russell Wilson. My number five is Ben Roethlisberger. Six is Carson Wentz. Seven is Matt Ryan. Cam Newton at eight, and Matt Stafford at nine, with Jimmy G. Brandon him out. Okay, I can see why you have uh, Matt Ryan on there because they just got Cal Ridley, Julio Jones, and uh, was Muhammad Sanu. Yeah. And and they do got a good running attack. And what they have a tight end though. I could check that real quick. Yeah, check that if you don't mind. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I can't. Re- 
the last talk tied in I heard from the Falcons, Algie Crump, when that's been years. Uh yeah, that's been a, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's it. But uh, he's all year in, year out, he's good. He's great. He's he's Matt Ryan. He does what he needs to every year. He plays within the offense, makes a couple plays that you go, holy shit. <laughs> and uh oh, and that's all it takes to be great in this league. Okay, the tight end is Austin Hooper. Oh yeah, Austin Hooper. He's a I, I've had him on my Madden team a couple times. Like he's he's pretty good. He's a good guy. Yeah, not the greatest take there, but whatever. <laughs> uh, hope he's not listening right now. Oh, I hope he is. <laughs> we uh, love you, Austin Hooper. <laughs> yeah, if you want, come on the show. Uh, Carson Wentz. Well, you put him at five. I have him at six. Uh, Mm. Did you have a Sean Watson on yours? I didn't. And honestly, okay, his play last year was incredible. He was, yeah. I don't have any problems with that. I just have a hard time putting a second-year guy coming off of an injury like that and expecting him to replicate it. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks fall off in year two, and I'm a little worried about his just because there's tape on him now. There's enough tape to game plan against him. But he didn't have enough time to get into like a consistent rhythm, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of worries me. I don't think he'll have like any problems career-wise. I just think year two might be a little harder than year one was. How about like a sophomore slump? Yeah, not a big one by any means. I just think you're coming off a huge injury. It, you're young, so I'm glad you had it happen while you were young. But you haven't shown over the years this is consistently who you are yet. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time trusting it if you don't. Yeah, I just the reason I had him on it is like imagine him with Deontay Hopkins, the the big Clemson oh, connection. Yeah, no, Hopkins is just incredible. That guy has been catching balls from fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tom Savage, like yeah. it, guys you don't even know who are sometimes, yeah. and they he still week in when I week out about a hundred yards yeah. touchdown. I'm gonna do mm-hmm. something insane. Yeah, that's why I had him at in the top ten right there because of that connection. Because he had quarterbacks like Tom Savage and what, Case Keenum for a little bit, which is, he's a solid quarterback compared to the list we just went over the quarterbacks after Houston. Oh yeah, uh, if you don't mind, walk me through how uh, Kirk Cousins beats Ben Roethlisberger. Ben, uh, I had Kirk Cousins just the the offense and stuff, and uh, that's the main reason. And uh. I know everybody would say because Ben Rossberg has Juju and Antonio Brown, but I'm just worried about his uh, durability as him getting all the older quarterback. Oh, yeah. Hopefully he gets Jess Bryant, too. But, uh, yeah. No, uh, the only thing uh, I saw just the other day, actually, Ben uh, Big Ben had a personal trainer for the first time in his career over uh-huh. the summer. He looks leaner, yeah. looks more in shape than he's been. Like It looks like he went to a gym, which I – this is not a knock against Big Ben, but for the last ten years he's had dad bod, and like he's still been incredible, but he's had dad bod. It's I think our top two quarterbacks had dad bods too, but oh, Aaron Rodgers, nah, but Tom Brady for sure. You see that picture of him? Everybody bragged about his dad. I look better than that right now, man. I feel good about myself. Shit, man, I can play in the NFL. That's what that taught me. Uh, <laughs> we don't yeah. need to go there. Yeah, it was, I'm not. I, I can't say I could be able to play in NFL take those hits like they do. Oh, hell no. But uh, <laughs> how about your running backs? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to start from the bottom there. I have Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, 
Saquon Barkley, I know he's a rookie, but check out his highlights. Alvin Kamara, David Johnson making a comeback, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, and uh, Ty Gurley. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I don't disagree much. Uh, running up from 10 to 1, I got Jordan Howard, Devontae Freeman, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Gordon, uh, David Johnson. I actually put Saquon Barkley at 4. Oh, you did? And uh, I have Le'Veon Bell at 3, Zeke at 2, and Todd Gurley at 1. Okay. So. I, uh, I think, obviously, Todd Gurley's just been incredible. Uh uh, that Rams offense with Sean McVay is just going to continue to get better. He's got yeah. Brandon Cooks on the outside now, which is a little mm. bit scarier than Sammy Watkins, if I'm being honest. Yeah, okay. Zeke's been amazing. Yeah. He's not going to have to deal with suspension. He's one of the most talented running backs in the league. Like, I'm not worried about anything from him this season. From what I say, he's all about football this year. He's mad. He wants to show he's the number one running back out there. Yeah. It's going to be a good fight between him and Ty Gurley, who's going to be that top running back this year. I had a hard time leaving Kareem Hunt off my list. I just uh, – I feel like Kareem Hunt plays on a team where it's so open that his job isn't nearly as hard as, say, uh, Jordan Howard or a Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. where they're, they're having to do the work themselves – Whereas Kareem Hunt benefits from having Tyreek Hill and Travis yeah. Kelsey and just yeah. having a great offense around him in general. So he's pretty much he's more comfortable than with Josh Howard. I, I think he's, I think his numbers are inflated because of his system. Whereas Jordan Howard's and Leonard Fournette's are decreased yeah. because of theirs. Yeah, the Kansas City's offense is not like super risky. It's just where it's going. Going through, just trying to get a touch. If we get a touchdown, well, I mean, most of their offense is like, okay, well, Tyreek's going to grab the ball and then he's going to make two people miss and then take it yeah. fifty yards down the field. And Kareem Hunt's going to do the same thing, and that we just explosion after explosion, and, and we then, can get it on a short player, we can get it on a long play. And you got Travis Kelsey just to want to start a little quick goal line right there. He's wide, wide open. I'm uh, I'm interested to see Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. And that offense, uh, it just – I was excited about him coming out in the draft mm-hmm. last year. Had that year to sit and – Have you seen his arm? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I, he and Josh Allen amaze me. Just the arms that they have mm-hmm. in general. Like, they can throw bombs like almost no one else. I just like It's just like real smooth. I guess because he got that baseball background. Mm-hmm. The way he throws is just fluid. It's nice smooth. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And it fits perfect in the West Coast offense. So we – Gurley, Zeke, Bill. Yeah. Both of us. And the only changeup we really had uh, in our top five was you had uh, Johnson, Kamara, and I had Barkley and Johnson. Okay. Uh, why do you have uh, Johnson lower? Uh, just – Based on the injury? That and that just seeing Saquon just right. – hey, I haven't seen a running back come in this good in my entire life. Like, Adrian Peterson is the only example I can think of someone coming in at this level. Yeah, I've seen him prize in person, and Adrian Peterson was incredible oh. from what I've seen when I'm there. Adrian Peterson was something else. Uh, where, where do you have uh, Kamara at? Kamara, I have him at eight. He's behind 
Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette. I want to see him do it again. I want to see. I want to see him do that with people game playing against him. Yeah, nobody was playing for Alvin Kamara. It was like it was Mark Ingram, and then he pops and comes out of nowhere. Like there were a few people who knew he was that talented. Yeah, but there weren't many who knew he was that talented. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> hell, I had him on my fantasy team week one. Picked yeah, I, him up in the draft. I had him on one of my fantasy football team. That was like the best thing I ever did. Was, oh like, yeah, pick him up. no, he's a he was great. He was incredible for me. Hopefully but I just uh, I I think Melvin Gordon doesn't get nearly enough credit for what he does in mm-hmm. that offense, mm-hmm. and Leonard Fournette is the offense yeah. for the Jaguars. Yeah, when they when Robinson Hearns went down last year, it was all winner. People sit there and look at his uh, yards per carry average, and they. Talk shit, but like, if you had eight people in the box every play, I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of us wouldn't get three point nine four yards carry. Like, he's having to play against practically an entire defense, and he's still waving one, hitting them. And, yeah, big physical running back. Yeah, he kicks ass every week. <laughs> and uh, I have a uh, Dalvin Cook from Minnesota. What do you think about him? Oh, Dalvin's great. I just uh, what he had. 357 yards last year. And he, was that out of two, two or three games? I want to say three or four maybe, but either way, it was a, it was a great showing. And uh, I think he's going to be amazing. I just couldn't really justify cutting out Devontae Freeman or Jordan Howard. Oh, yeah, you got to keep those guys. Yeah, it was only four out of four games he started. He had 354 yards and he averaged 4.8 yards per, per carry. And he had two touchdowns, 90 yards receiving, and got and only fumbled the ball once. Damn good play. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, that's all for this uh, podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll have a new episode coming soon for y'all. And y'all have a great day. Peace. See y'all later. Later.